the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome in, Broncos Blitz podcast, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter. At Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast, lots to get to. We'll get into the firing of Rich Scangarello, as well as the hiring of Pat Shermer, and what this all means, what it means for the Broncos offense moving forward next year, and then a little bit of info as we get ready for the Hall of Fame announcements, and We'll get to all that, but first, of course, as we always do, talk about our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. And I tell you what, you go on up to the rooftop. It is heated in the wintertime, and, of course, they got those misters in the summer. You go on up there to Tap 14 and check out all the great fare that they have. And there is some good ones, a menu that will blow your mind. Go on over there, Tap 14 on the web, spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. That's tap14.com. So the Denver Broncos over the weekend, a little surprise, if you will, firing Rich Scangarello. Now, if you've listened to this podcast prior, you will know I was not a big fan of Rich Scangarello and the play calling, the scheme, and how this year all played out. And turns out the Denver Broncos agreed. Rich Scangarello no longer the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos out after a year. Now, Drew Locke, Gets a new offensive coordinator in Pat Shermer. There's a lot of appeal to Pat Shermer and what he brings to the Denver Broncos because of what he did to grow Daniel Jones. Now, there are many reports out there, of course, that Pat Shermer loved Daniel, or excuse me, Drew Locke coming out of college and that Daniel Jones was more so forced upon Pat Shermer when he was in New York as opposed to picking his guy in Drew Locke. Well, regardless of whatever report you want to believe or what happened in the past, the Denver Broncos would obviously not put a offensive mind into the offensive room unless he had a pretty good plan for Drew Locke moving forward in 2020. So keep that in mind. This is going to be an offense that is going to be tailor-made to the strengths of what Drew Locke can bring on the field as a Big-time arm, play-action mobility, and Denver's going to try to take full advantage of that with Pat Shermer's offense. Now, the origins really, uh, terminology-wise, they, they they track all the way back to Bill Walsh, uh, as, as most offenses do. But I will say this, Pat Shermer in the offense is a very exciting change, I think, from what the Ritz-Gangarillo situation brought because of the experience. And that's the big thing here. Pat Shermer has been someone who has been in the NFL rigors for a long time. Now, Pat Shermer is somebody who, uh, of course, was has been a head coach, uh, has head coaching experience, has been in the NFL since uh, the late 80s, uh, started his, his career as a graduate assistant, uh, eventually moved on to a tight ends offensive line coach uh, with Michigan State. He was Mich- with Michigan State for almost 10 years before starting to bounce around. His first NFL job was in 1999 when he took over the Titans and offensive line coach, eventually migrating out to the quarterbacks coach and then getting promoted to offensive coordinator in 2009 for the St. Louis Rams, the one St. Louis Rams. 
Eventually, he became head coach for the Cleveland Browns. That was a short stint, as most Cleveland Browns coaches are. He was the interim head coach for a hot second with the Philadelphia Eagles. If I remember correctly, this was to replace Chip Kelly, but don't quote me on that. Uh, eventually became the head coach of these uh, New York Giants, but of course that didn't work out as well. And the Giants, look, there's a lot of talent, but certainly they need to uh, shore up a lot of things on defense and on the offensive line. And they're still growing as a young core. You think of, you know, the great pieces like Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, but that's really kind of where the list stops. So it's it's one of those situations for the Denver Broncos where you get somebody with a ton of experience. Now, certainly, you know, coming off a coaching tree of Andy Reid, uh, Chip Kelly, uh, defensive-wise uh, Steve Spagnuolo, Mike Zimmer, you know, there's there's a lot to like with Pat Shermer, who, uh, of course, was a Michigan State grad, just Spartan, has a couple kids, and a kid who is committed to playing Van- Vanderbilt um, and, and was rated as the top QB prospect in 2015. Uh, so there's a lot of um, just in general NFL blood and, and, and passion, I think, within the whole Shermer family, which I think is the first thing that, that we look at when it comes to a coordinator. Look, you're going to listen to podcasts, you're going to listen to radio shows and all these different places that are going to tell you what they think. Oh, Pat Shermer was a great hire, and Pat Shermer was this, and Pat Shermer is that, and Pat Shermer is going to do this. We don't know. We don't know, Okay. Those same people are the people that are going to tell you that Mike McCoy was going to work out and that Bill Musgrave was going to craft a perfect offense around what Case Keenum can do, that short death by paper cuts. And that same crowd is going to tell you that Rich Scangarello is going to be a perfect match with Joe Flack. I'm tired of hearing it, to be truly honest. Uh, Let's be honest. Nobody knows what is happening with this Denver Broncos offensive coordinator position until we start to see it. So I'm sorry if I can't give you a full hard on hot take when it comes to what Pat Shermer is going to bring. But the reality is, is we don't know. Now, what we do know is this guy who was very experienced. A part of the reason why Shermer was hired earlier in his career was the team wanted him to call plays on offense um, many times that was, that happened in Cleveland. If I remember correctly, that happened in uh, Philadelphia. This is a guy who, you know, maybe can take the offense and kind of make it his, if you will. And I, and I think that's where maybe the Broncos struggled is the idea that, and, and look, maybe this isn't too much of Rich Gangarello's fault, but the reality is he was just very inexperienced. This is a guy who maybe just wasn't cut out for the offensive coordinator position just yet somebody who maybe got a little overwhelmed never had a good feel for it you know all season long when it came to this Denver team it always felt like they were too conservative when they needed to be aggressive and they needed to be aggressive when they were too conservative and it just it never made sense to me you know we talk about all the halftime or final two minute first half situations and scenarios and many of them complete failures and a big part of that had to do with rich gangarello and a lot of the uh, and, and it's not even a schemed thing it's not even the type of call plays he called it's just i think a general feel of the game and i just don't know if he got a good grasp of that and maybe that changes in the future in his second go around i sure hope so because i think rich gangarello looks look he seemed like a nice guy when we talked to him 
at, at media day and, and the different oppressors that he did weekly, but it also, you know, and, and there was something in particular that really caught my eye or caught my ear, if you will, every single time that he talked for the first couple weeks. And this really stood out in the first opening presser more so than anything. So he always talked about Kyle Shanahan's system. He always talked about what we're going to do with the Shanahan system and how Kyle would do this and Kyle would do that. And Kyle's system looks like this. So it's kind of, kind of look like that. I don't care what Kyle Shanahan does. I don't care what Mike Shanahan does. I want to know what you're going to do. I want to know what you are going to institute. And look, maybe he looked at it and said, oh, well, you know, it's just media and they'll kind of look at, you know, they've seen the Shanahan offense. So they'll know what I'm talking about. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're going to institute because that's what I want to hear. I don't give a damn about what Kyle Shanahan is running in San Francisco. Or Look, it's working for him, obviously. But right now, right here in Denver, that's what I care about. And, and uh, we just never saw that out of Rich Gangrel. We never. I don't think we ever really saw an offensive coordinator that had a good feel for things, had a, a good grasp of it. And so the hope is that Pat Shermer brings this. And certainly very much kind of like the hiring, if you will, of John Fox to uh, replace a disastrous situation in Josh McDaniels or, uh, heck, Vic Fangio. Maybe a little bit more of a experienced presence, a little bit more of a slow it down, let's break this down and move forward over the inexperienced young Vance Joseph now you have somebody in the offensive side that that's been there has done that for years and years and years and years and years. And the hope is that this is somebody who can come in and really give the Broncos some a life on offense because it was a bad offense this year. This is a Broncos offense that look, and I understand that Joe Flacco started half the year and there was a short stint with Pat Shermer, but quite frankly, this was a Broncos team that was bottom five in points scored passing yards 20th in rushing yards, 17.6 points per game. That's just not good enough. Now, there are many reasons why the Denver Broncos looked to change coordinators. Um, but I think maybe more importantly is the idea that, look, you you look at who is still in the postseason right now. Who is still in the postseason? And that's the Kansas City Chiefs who are going to host the AFC Championship game this year. And this is a team that is going to dominate this division for years and years. The Denver Broncos are somehow got to find a way to offensively. I don't want to say run with Kansas City, but they've got to find a way to get to that level of, of efficiency and effectiveness to where they can score 30, not with a snap of the finger, but you can confidently say that they have that ability. You started to see a little the, a bit of that with Drew Locke, but the reality is is that we don't we don't even know what Drew Locke is yet. We think he's I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback, but I'm just one guy's opinion. So again, you know when we look at this offseason, we start to break things down into four shores and and put it in the bank type situations, and we just don't know rap. Now I will say this: Pat Shermer, of course, according to reports. Looked like uh, this was a guy who uh, loved Drew Locke. Makes a lot of sense. He's available. He's a veteran. 
Looks like he's going to be a guy who can come in and really instill a lot of good things on this team. That's going to be his his real big project is developing 23-year-old Drew Locke. We're talking about a guy who developed, uh, you know, Colt McCoy had a nice little stint, uh, Sam Bradford, Nick Foles. Uh, this was a guy who was on the Philadelphia Eagles staff for 10-plus years uh, in several positions and maybe knows a little bit about Andy Reid and how to tap into Andy Reid's style and system. And, you know, it's funny because we always talk about, you know, coaching trees and, you know, where uh, where are the guys who coached under these behemoths of the NFL, how they're successful. And, we, of course, we always talk about Belichick, Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick is the one that always gets brought up, and many – obviously start to talk about the real issues of Bill Belichick's tree. You know, let's just name them off. Uh, Eric Mangini, uh, although we are starting to see a good one in, uh, in Matt Brabel. We'll see how that pans out. You know, we've obviously seen Josh McDaniels firsthand here in Denver. Uh, nobody, it's funny because we never talk about Andy Reid's coaching tree. Okay. Let's talk about guys like John Harbaugh, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, even Brad Childress at a time got his team to a championship uh, a conference championship round. We're talking about guys like Matt Nagy. I know it's a little uh, tenuous right now in Chicago, but this is a guy who did take his team to the postseason, well, just last year. Todd Bowles, Pat Shermer, guys who are under the tree that Andy Reid creative and this is this is a very successful tree as opposed to what we always talk about with Bill Belichick and uh, you know maybe the Denver Broncos can tap into that a little bit of somebody who has been around and is a little bit more experienced. So, Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip and a jump away from Coors Field. All right, coming up, what did Vic Fangio had to say about the hiring of Pat Shermer? We have his comments. Talk about that next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. That's 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All right, so Vic Fangio had words to say about his new offensive coordinator, and we'll read you the full quote here. Vic Fangio talking about Pat Shermer and the hiring released in a team statement. Fangio said, quote, Pat is an established play caller with significant experience leading an offense as both a coordinator and head coach. Having coached against Pat for a number of years, he's always impressed me. His track record of developing younger players is outstanding. Pat brings a collaborative effort, excuse me, collaborative approach to working with the staff, as well as the flexibility to adjust the offense to our players and opponents. We're excited to add someone of his caliber to our coaching staff, end quote. So that's what Vic Fangio had to say about Pat Shermer. Of course, uh, you know, maybe the idea of not only adding, as we mentioned, that 21 years of coaching experience, but the idea that this is a guy who did work wonders with younger quarterbacks. We've talked about, you know, uh, Case Keenum as one of the best seasons as a pro in Minnesota. That's, of course, what landed him basically the gig here in Denver. Nick Foles, the Pro Bowl. Back in uh, 2013, of course, if you remember, that was that crazy 27-touchdown, two-interception um, uh, year for Nick Foles. And then, and then, of course, Daniel Jones, who looked like a 
solid young pro. You know, somebody somebody who you could see franchise quarterback potential under Pat Shermer last year with the New York Giants. So the Denver Broncos officially hire Pat Shermer. You know, there are going to be a lot of adjustments that he is going to make. Certainly, I think the, the first one I think that you can expect is um, the idea that Pat Shermer is going to try to get the best out of his quarterbacks and the idea that he is going to try to seriously squeeze Drew Locke and and make him an elite quarterback. You know, I, Shermer is the type of quarterback or type of coordinator that's going to want to spread his his guys out is you know, and, and, and maybe that was one of the bigger things that the Broncos didn't do much. We actually saw a lot of that in preseason uh, in the games where they would bunch a bunch of guys that that, that very kind of weird triple, uh, like a almost like a three horse. I don't, I don't even know what we started nicknaming it on Twitter, but it was essentially Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Noel fan, kind of like this trio of, of behemoths over there. But I don't think they use that spacing very well, and particularly with players who can't get open or, or can't get uh, really great breaks or acceleration. So you're just kind of bunching the defense up together and kind of eliminating what you really should be trying to do. And I think you're going to see Shermer really start to spread out defenses, really use spacing, a lot of 11 personnel. You're going to see him really start to uh, potentially make things just overall a lot more easier. On Drew Locke and somebody who doesn't have to throw into tight windows because there's this corner who is kind of shading over to the wide receiver who, you know, very much was bunched up next to Tim Patrick on the other, you know, to, to his left or whatever may be the case, you know, and, and if you're a young QB like Drew Locke, your initial instinct is I got to gun that thing in there. You know, now maybe the the ability of spreading it out and being a little more open because again Drew Locke's arm is going to get the football everywhere on the field and and this may be the a, a well-timed hire kind of for that situation with the idea that the Denver Broncos went through this first year where Drew Locke was still it was still buzzing and and things were still moving at 300 miles an hour well now you get to start to settle him down where he starts to understand defenses a little bit better and now you get to spread him out and uh, potentially have a lot less risk of a, of a passing lane and just be able to simply execute throws that we have already seen. We know that he can make. So uh, look, I, I don't expect the Denver Broncos to lessen the tight end role. Uh, I don't think they're going to start to lessen the running game. I don't think you're going to see a, a massive verticals offense by any means. I, I do think, and and maybe the timing of, the contract for Andy Janovich is a little ill-timed. Uh, I, I do think the fullback is going to lose a little bit of luster in this offense. I, I don't think this is a guy who is going to see a ton of that I formation as much as it used to be. Now, certainly, look, uh, they paid him money, so they're going to want to use him, and he, he is still very much a, a great value for the Denver Broncos, but the, the Shermer offense doesn't utilize the fullback as often as what Scangarello would have. That's just that's just the reality of it. And so there's pros with cons, and one of those cons is the fullback losing a lot of luster, and you know what? That's the reality of the NFL is, is most teams have done this, and they've moved away from the fullback, and this is why you don't see fullbacks get paid big-time money because of the fact that 
you know, quite frankly, they're just not, and I hate to say this, but it's a devalued position. It really is in the NFL. It's a dying breed. And unfortunately, teams are now opting more to spread them out, really kill you with the vertical offense and put a lot of, I don't want to say strain, but pressure on the quarterback to make those plays. So certainly going to be interesting to see what the Denver Broncos get out of Coach Pat Shermer, the new offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, for better or worse. What do you think? You can react on my Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio. On Twitter, we are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Hope you learned something or took something away from it. Be sure to check it out, of course, always at MyLifeSports.com and wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Tremendous amount of places where you can get your podcasts and, of course, you can get the Broncos Blitz podcast, as always, and find it always retweeted over there at MyLifeSports.com and, of course, at Ronnie K Radio. All done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more info, details, breaking news, player profiles, interviews on the Denver Broncos, check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz Podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.